Hey, what's up? What's up? It's uh, your boy Leo G back here with another edition. <laughs> wow, <It's> just... <laughs> we're doing another show, man. We're doing it live, man. So you never know what you're here, man. So we just had some good news in the background. I don't know if y'all heard my son, but he was live and he was with it. So um, we're doing another edition uh, of Leo G show. It's been a minute, man. We got a lot to talk about, man. As always, I got to pass it over to one of my co-hosts that's with us. We'll talk about what my other co-host is in just a moment. But Derek, man, what's going on up there in South Carolina? What's going on, Leo G? I don't know what's going on with y'all brothers over there on that side of the world. I don't told y'all. The east side is the best side. We don't have them problems hey, like y'all be having. Hey, man, you know, I don't, I don't get to travel out that way that much, man. But, you know, I'm on the south side, and I'm hearing cracks and thunder, so we're going to try to get through this as fast as we can. So um, I got my man Derrico with me right now. Um, my man Banks, it was having some some power issues, um, some stuff going on with the internet. I I was as well. Um, so as I'm talking right now on on YouTube Live and on Facebook Live, I had uh, lightning pop with about two miles from me. So this thing could just go off completely. Derek, or to leave you by yourself, or it just cut out completely. I don't know. I, I don't know. But we we were scheduled to have the show, so we're gonna do the show. What's up? Hey, I can hold it down. You know, if something happened. You know, I can talk about some things, you know. You gonna get you gonna get up there and start tap dancing and hey I may even go off script and don't even talk about sports. I just may talk about some man stuff, you know. I don't know. And, and that and that I'm scared of, man. I'm I'm a definitely have to pull the plug. <laughs> that I am scared of because I, I know you and how you like to do, but it is what it is, man. So look, we're finally back with another additional Leo G show, man. We're gonna have some fun tonight. Hopefully banks are getting in, man. Um you know, as well to join us here in just a minute, man. So we're going to jump in. I'm hoping I'm not glitchy tonight. I know the last couple of episodes dealing with Riverside, man, uh, has been kind of glitchy on my end. I do pay my internet bill. Okay. So, yeah, I do. I pay it. I pay it. I do. Trust me. I, I pay it. They keep going up on it. I'm tempted to tell them whatever and just, you know, do whatever. And so check this out. As we talk right now, as we're live, we were going to talk about the Braves anyway. Just to give y'all a little update, man, Braves playing the Mets, a very, very important series. We'll get into that in just a moment. But two back-to-back home runs, man. Derrico, how about that? Contreras and now uh, Eddie Rosario just hit one. Two-nothing Braves at the bottom of the second. How about that? Hey, that's what I like to hear. I'm I'm, I'm sneaking a peek at it in the background because my back is to the bar. So I'm I'm, kind of taking a peek at it. I saw folks jumping up and down, so I didn't want to get excited because I didn't want to sound like his son. And then people think I was going crazy, you know what I'm saying? Man, it is <laughs> what it is, man. Hey, man, look, we talked about it, man, how important this was for the Braves. Um, and we'll we'll get into it in just a moment as we go into the show, because you definitely you wanted to talk about it, and I'll let you 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 know you have that segment, man, as we talk about it. But we got a lot of stuff going on, man. We coming into the that time of the year where all the sports are coming back in the fall, man. We got we got football, like you said, this weekend. You was like, football is on. It's preseason, but you don't care. It's football. It's pads popping. It's pads knocking. Last time we was on here, we were talking about camp and, and, and getting ready to start this thing up, man. But everybody, we done fired it up. I think everybody got a preseason right. game under their belt in the NFL. And we right around the corner from, uh, from college football, man. So it's that time of year. We still got um, – um, the MLS going on right now as they make a push into the playoffs. All my international soccer lovers, um, the EPL is back, and all the international leagues have kicked off. The Bundesliga, 
Syria, all of that. So it's that time of year, man, where everything is kind of meshing all together. It's the time where we like sports, man, because we got a lot to talk about. And then, of course, you know, we'll look up in a minute there, Cole, and then we'll have basketball be uh, basketball to be right in here in another it, month or so. It, so Exactly, exactly. Are you not going to mention hockey? Hockey, lacrosse. <laughs> um, also, man, shout out to the Pakistani cricket team for moving to the seminar. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, a, it's, a, it's we, that we, time. We're going to be all over the place with this sport. It's, this is my favorite time of the year. Fall, it's almost fall. So, you know, when fall kicks around, it's football season. You know what I'm saying? It is. It oh, is. we it got a, a stranger like, coming in. Maybe so. A stranger maybe, coming maybe, in. We got a. Maybe so we'll have a stranger joining us. And there, there he is. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. The infamous Banks yeah, to join us on the show. Mr. Banks. What is up? What is up? What is going on, man? We were telling everybody we have some technical difficulties out here on the south side, man, but we're glad we got you up. We're going to do this show, and uh, we're going to try to push through it as this storm kind of rolls through the south side here, but we're going to try to make our way through it. What's up, Banks? What's going on with you? Well, I can't call it, brother. How y'all feel? Feeling good. Feeling good, man. We're... we're we can hear you, Derrico. You got him loud and clear, right? Yes, sir. I can hear him. I can see him loud and clear, hear him loud and clear. I'm glad you put some baby powder on that forehead tonight. <laughs> he want to shine us out tonight, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, man. <laughs> so, look, man, we are, we, we, are, we, <laughs> we are up live on YouTube. We are up live on Facebook. Like I said, I'm hoping tonight I'm not glitching. I'm paying a lot of money. Uh, we're paying a lot of money for this Riverside FM studio, so hopefully, like I like I was just telling uh, uh, everybody earlier, Banks here, man, I do pay my internet bill, man, so I don't know what's been going on with the glitching. We do apologize, um, but hey, you know, we, we, we're working with this and we're trying to get this done, man, but you know, hey, look, man, this is podcasting and this is what we like to do. We're going to try to continue to do it no matter what. So, hey, man, so um, how do we got, Banks? What's up? I didn't want to cut y'all off. Um Bray's front. Uh, we have um, William Contreras with a home run, and then Eddie Rosario with another home run. So back to back. You like you you, you, you like we, we already discussed. You like you like you like you like. Okay, you I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. Can't, you, I'm you can't sorry. jump. You can't jump in with old news. I know, man. We, we, thought you was about to give us some breaking news. Man. I know. I thought you was about to say Michael Harris at the plate now, man. He might he might take one out the park in just a minute. So. Um, let's see hey, how this works. Man. He, Went out in the bottom of the but a second. That boy been hot, man. We'll get into that in just a minute, man. So H-O-T. look, man, we got a, <laughs> we got a lot to talk about here. We're gonna jump on there in just a minute. Just how we how we like to do it on the on the Leo G show. We're gonna talk about a couple of things before we get right into the meat of the show. I promise you, we're gonna get into Brave Talk. We're gonna get into Falcon Talk, United Talk. Hopefully, the power and the storm won't. They, they, they hold off and let us be great. Banks and already had we Banks and I both have already had our issues. Derrico is out in South Carolina, so it won't hit him for another hour or two hours because it moves west to east, and we're a little closer west than he is. So <laughs> it is what it is. So absolutely. To, so tonight I'm I'm doing double duty. I finally got it set up in the studio where I can. Derrico has always had it set up, set up in the studio where he can watch the sports live, but it's behind him, so he got to turn over his shoulder. But I got it set up tonight where I'm actually watching the game live on the iPad, so I'm seeing everything going on. 
Um, so if you see my attention kind of just move over for a minute, it's because I'm watching this very, very important series going on. But before we get into the meat of the show, man, I'm going to pass it over to Banks since you were a little late coming in. You're looking around, man. I know it's lightning popping all around you. Give us a fit check and drink trick really, really quickly so we get into the meat of the show, bro. Uh-oh, you already started the show off with a shot. Oh, both of y'all on mute. He, Banks, you on mute. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, look, let me get my stuff together. I said if um if my lights pop back out, you know, it's I'll get back on as soon as it come back on. But um I'm on Duce, um, no chase, um, my old reliable, and working the old Roddy White throwback jersey, number 84, Falcons. That's what's up. That's what's up on the Duce and rocking the old Roddy White. All right, Derek, I'm gonna pass it on over to you, man. Let's 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 push through this, man. As the storm is is rolling around, you see Banks hey. looking around. Now I'm looking around. Hey, I'm just on. I'm on a kick today, so I'm on my. I got my braised glass. I got some lemonade and some pineapple. So rocking here, and you know I got to have a cool beverage. So I just I went old school back to the Miller Light. And when we get ready to toast up our shot for my boy's birthday that passed. So recently, then we're gonna be on the to keep the the patron. The patron, <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. Looks like the, the the looks like some weather is moving over the uh through Truist Park too as well. I see the flags out there flapping really really hard. Acuna Junior's up the back. Looks like Harris uh uh with an out. So two outs now in the bottom of the second. So for me, fellas, I'm on y'all. Uh, so Banks, you did the fit check with the Roddy White old school. Derrico, you didn't do the fit check. I did. I was so excited about giving that shout out for my boy's birthday that's passed. My bad, my bad. I'm on the Black Barons, the Birmingham Black Barons. So I'm still on this Negro League tip. But I did come with the championship World Series Atlanta Braves hat today. That's what's up. That's what's up. We see you over there. We see you over there, brother. All right, man. So straight up, man. Yeah, birthday just passed, man. Um, everything passed for me, man. Birthday, uh, the wife's birthday passed. Man, we done already did that, man. I'm all right. Give me, give me a second, dude. Give me a second. Wife's birthday just passed. Anniversary just passed. Everything's good. Everything's great, man. You know, Banks. He was out in Vegas. We'll talk about that in just a minute. So he didn't get to come over. And check, you know, hang with us for the birthday celebration, man. So it's all good, though. So tonight, man, I'm sipping on a little something. Um, I'm actually on the um, Sazerac Rye just a little bit, not too much. And we'll, we'll, we'll do a little something for you, Derek, because I know how you used to be itching at the bit. And Banks, I got to talk about your boy, too. We'll get into it in just a minute of the show. Somebody got a little too loose, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. But uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so birthday just passed, as Derrico just stated, man. Shout out for the trace from from Derrico. Shout out for the from the trace. Derrico, I said we're gonna knock out some buffaloes. Yeah, I see it now. Three nothing. That boy Ronald Cunha Jr. Ronald Cunha Jr. Three nothing now. Braves, man. Uh, got the he got the double. Looks like looks like we brought somebody in. So now it's three nothing. Braves. Am I right? Am I right, fellas? On that. Okay. All right. So we're gonna dance this one. Dance B. Swanson now up the bat. So um, 
We got some birthday gifts, like I just said, man. Shout out to my boy Derrico for bringing over the trace. We got enough Buffalo trace now to knock out a herd of Buffaloes now, I think, between you and I. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, I was just, I'm just i on the Sazerac Rye. And also, uh, shout out to my boy Phil, man, for coming through with something new. We always on the bourbons, man. Shout out my boy Phil with the Widow Jane, age 10 years. Um, so I can't wait to crack this open. We'll get this cracking in just a moment. We got some more birthdays coming up here in just a minute. Got a big birthday coming up for one of our hosts in just a, in a minute. And it's going to, it's, it's really going to be the turn up because it's going to be a, a milestone birthday. So, you know, we got a couple more days for that one, man. We can't wait. So that's going to be, uh, the real deal. And, um, you going to bring your calls? I mean, he know how to get that, man. He grown. He can get up there, right? Banks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. He didn't, yeah, he, absolutely. He didn't sound too enthusiastic about that, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Derrico, yeah, for your milestone coming up here next month, I will figure out a way. If I got to send an Uber over to Banks' house, if we got to get him a helicopter ride or something, he will be up there in their place on the 17th of next month, man, when that goes down. And, and now we see, I'm not too far from Truist, I guess maybe, you know, 30 minutes away. We see them bringing the tarps out, so it's now it's gonna be a rain delay. They 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 running, everybody ducking and dodging, running for cover. So now the tarps are coming out. Got a rain delay coming up at Truist Park, but right now three nothing bottom of the second. Oh, and the fit for me tonight, man. So I have been looking. I've been y'all been killing me with the Negro League stuff, specifically. Well, Derrico, you done had it. You 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 had the uh, Atlanta Black Cracker stuff. Now you got the Birmingham Baron stuff on. Shout out to the Negro League. Um, I, so I, I went out and I found the Negro League crowning. It's uh, what is this crown or something? Kings and Crown edition Negro League jersey. It has a lot of the Negro League team, Detroit Stars, Homestead Grays, um, the Kansas City Monarchs, Indianapolis Clowns. On the back, it has the uh, Atlanta Black Crackers and, and uh, Pittsburgh Crawfords. Um, all of the Negro League team, well, not all of them, but a lot of them are represented on this jersey, man. I thought it was very, very special when I saw it. I had to copy it. I'm still looking for the Atlanta Black Crackers jersey straight up. So I'm going to try to find that. But I, I I do now have my Negro League apparel. <laughs> I hey, man, all you had to do is ask your co-host and he would show you where to go get it. I'm just saying. You got the plug. You the plug. Okay. Well, I still need I ain't, I ain't the plug, up. but I can tell you where to get it from. So you ain't the plug. You just tell me where to get it. And I still, I got my braids. And I'm, we still, we are. Just in case you didn't know, we are still world champions. We are still the world champions, ladies and gentlemen. I know right now we're behind the Mets, you know, and people want to, you know, look. No, we're we're still the world champions until otherwise noted. We still the world champions. You still the champions until someone's knock you off. So the the I mean, throne. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what's up. So look, man, we're going to get into this show uh, while we can before uh, Mother Nature, you know what I'm saying, does what she does. And hopefully we can keep this thing aboard. And hopefully I'm not really, really glitchy tonight. I don't know if anybody else has to stream up or anybody can let us know if you can. If you're watching, let us know. Hopefully I'm not glitchy and you can understand us and everything is going well. Shout out to my boy Joe Walker. Um, it's, it's, it's watching us and checking in. Uh, we keep it moving with the show. So look, fellas, a um, lot to talk about and try to condense it into this show, man. First thing I want to get into and talk about is versus Atlanta United because um, they're coming up. You know, we're in the final stretch of the soccer season. Um, we got a lot to talk about going into this final stretch, man. This has been very, very weird for us 
off of the early success of the team. What's up? What's up, Derrico? Can I ask? Can I can I ask you a question, host? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. If we if we're scared that the 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 weather may delay, can we just hop right on into them Falcons and then we'll swing back around and catch that fence at the end? Can no, we do that? You're gonna be no. We're gonna be patient and wait. We're gonna talk about United and we're gonna do the show as we outlined it tonight. Come Hope your legs go up. Hope your legs go up. That's how we do it. Mine may go out while you while you're joking. <laughs> All right, let's move really quickly then. United, they just coming off a draw against FC Cincinnati this past Saturday, okay? We, right now, as of right now, 13th place in the East, but there's a lot of stuff going on on the East side of the, of the table, man. Um, as we know, MLS, we do there, – there's a playoff system in place in the MLS, and a lot of things can happen. Right now, Atlanta United is about five points out of a playoff position. Banks, I'm going to pass it over to you first. I don't know if you actually got a chance to watch the game on Saturday, but right now – where we sit 13th out of 14 teams, five points away from the playoff line. Um, I think we got about roughly eight, nine, 10, 11 games, something like that. Not a lot. I think we got like six at home, got a few on the road. I know we got one coming up Wednesday night and against the Red Bulls. And then we got one on Sunday against Columbus in Columbus. Banks, where do you, how 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 are you feeling right now about United? I mean, at this point, man, we're not the talk of the league anymore. I just said that we're at the bottom of the East, trying to fight and claw our way. This has been a season. Um, it's been a rough season. It started out with a bunch of injuries, and now you know <laughs> we're just fighting and clawing. You know, we always say, "Hey, man, we got to get to the dance. We got to get into the play with any sport." You want to get into the dance. You want to get into the playoffs. Banks, how are you feeling now about this Atlanta United team after uh, seeing, you know, uh, over half of the season going into the playoff push? What do you expect now going into the, into these next games? Well, Leo, I will be totally honest with you. I haven't been keeping up with Atlanta United, so I can honestly say that as I looked at the standings, um, it don't look good. Um Going forward, man, I hope for the best. But, I mean, I know we have a lot of injuries. I know we're going through a transition with ownership and not ownership, but um, our president, whatever. Um, but as for I can see, man, I I, I don't I, – I, I can't say for certain what, what's going on. I wish I had more intel for you, but I, I'm, I'm kind of on the island when it comes to United. Banks been sleep over there on our soccer team, and I need United. So we we gonna charge it to his head, not his heart. Got a lot going on over there, so he hadn't been really keeping up with it. So you know, hey, it is what it is. So I bring it over to my man Derrico, um, to bring this all together. Atlanta United, Derrico. We watched the game on Saturday. Um, got the draw, got the point. Should have got the win. A lot of woodwork action going on. Uh, shout out my man uh, Rios Novos for for keeping it clean. Cause look, man, this could have went either way. But Rios Novos, both keepers on Saturday were phenomenal, in my opinion. Rios Novos was able to hold it down and, and, and keep a lot of stuff out. But uh, we did come up with a drop. And shout out to your, 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 your pit bull, my man, Goopman. I'm glad you said it. You stole and doing the thunder. what he did, man, <laughs> and doing what he did. But we, like I said, going down to the stretch, moving into the playoffs. 13th out of 14th in the East right now. But anything's possible. We're only five points out of a playoff berth. What do you see this team going moving forward? How? What do you see developing moving into this final stretch of games, man? Uh, Leo, I'm just going to be honest with you. Is 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 I my expectation right now is 
more the same at this point. I don't see this team just turning the knob and just hitting three points. Right now they're averaging one point. They 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 are a draw machine. It's like they're in art class. All they want to do is draw. So until they decide that they want to get three points instead of draw, I think that's what's going to happen the rest of the year. We may get a game or two where we sneak a win in, but at this point, I just see it as draw, draw, draw. And like you said, shout out to the goon. Last game, Absolutely. he came in with the with the even goal, and the week before he came Galazzo, in with the, the winner. against Seattle. Galazzo, you know what I'm saying? Galazzo against Seattle um, as we won that thing. Der so, Banks, if you didn't know, so. Check uh, the tape. What Derrico <laughs> said about Goopman. Check the tape. Derrico been high on Goopman ever since we picked him up, man. He was injured, obviously, man, but coming into the season, man, did very, very well. Uh, Derrico and I were both at the last home game, Banks, if you didn't know. So, Derek, we, we kind of hung out, man. Shout out to the plug, man. We had a good time at the last home. Derrico had actually a really, really good time in the last home game. I don't want to go into too many details, but so – you know, 75th hey, minute, I was I had to... oysters. I had a lot of oysters. <laughs> yeah, a lot and of mango, oysters. And, 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 and mango habanero yeah. wings. Hey, that mango, that mango yeah. habanero. Peach, peach, peach habanero. my bad. That peach habanero. That peach, peach habanero, habanero sauce wings. on those wings. Well, Boston. Taylor, 17 IPA. Anyway, <laughs> so listen. You know, Banks, 75th minute, man. I'm trying to. A lot of times, guys, 75th minute is like I try, I try to get up out of it. If I'm not in the, like, supporter section, 75th minute, man, I'm a, I'm, I start making my walk in Mercedes-Benz to beat the traffic. Yeah, I'm bougie like that, man. I'll be trying to get back to the south side. So it was at that time, it was a tie. I'm like, okay, you know what? We get a point up out of here, man. So we leave Mercedes-Benz. We get outside. We halfway to the car. All of us are walking, and boom, we hear the loudest roar ever. And like I said, that's when we Goodman hits the Galazzo in. Mind you, it was in stoppage time too. It wasn't even like it was. We were, like I said, we made the walk. We probably left the building probably right at the 85th minute. So by the time we got across the street to the lot, that's when that's when Gutman hit the Galazzo to actually win the game for us, man. So, but yeah, Banks, your boy was lit. Derrico was lit. He he was he was gone. He enjoyed himself at that Seattle game. So. <laughs> And we miss you. You ain't been to a game in a minute, man. Well, when you gonna get back? Hey, man, well, when you go, I, I'm I'm trying my best to catch a Sunday match. You know, it's days that I'm off. Um, anything like on a Saturday or Wednesday or it is it just ain't gonna happen. I mean, I, so I, so so so, hey, Derrico, you hear this? The 28th, he's there. The 28th, it's a Sunday. He's, he's there. Y'all hear y'all heard it here first on the Leo G show, man. 28th will be the return of Banks to Mercedes Benz to actually watch Atlanta United. I done uh -oh. called him out. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna be there for that one against DC. Yes, I will be there. I will be there, Leo G. I will be there. <laughs> what time was that game? That's a three o'clock game. That's a three o'clock kick, man. So we'll be down there yeah. Mercedes Benz for that one. So look, check it out, guys. I know you guys are itching to get to move through the show, man. And plus trying to beat this storm or whatever we're trying to do. Um, I'm gonna kick it up. I'm gonna bring it over to you, Derek, oh, man, and talk a little bit tactically about Atlanta United. I know you're still oh, a you, novice. What's up? What thought you say we're moving? We're gonna bring no, it right we're gonna right still right? talk about Atlanta United for a minute, man. Oh. I got you know, 
Yeah, Ooh. both of y'all gonna talk about Ooh. Atlanta United for a minute. Okay, so check this out. <laughs> so listen, man, Atlanta United. We just talked about where they are. We just lost banks. Just left. We just lost lost banks. I don't know if it's some power issues or internet issues, but maybe we'll get them back. So Derek Oso, now you you ain't got no choice. You gotta rock with me. Um, Saturday, tactically, we saw Cincinnati press Atlanta United. Right? They they did a high press. So. Coming up, we got the Red Bulls, a team that's known for a high press. They're known for trying to disrupt, you know, teams bringing it out the back. Um, do you think late in the season, because sometimes it's like, I don't know. Um, we just faced a team that likes to high press. We're going into against, against our, our rivals, the New York Red Bulls, who like to high press. That may have, do you think that was an advantage for us to play a team like Cincinnati that played a high press on us on Saturday going into this game on Wednesday? I mean, because we need this game at home. Do you think that that that, that gave us, you know, a little bit of work on what we'll see? It's almost like the equivalent of, you know, in college, how some teams play the triple option. You know what I'm saying? Like if you see right. somebody early in the season and play the triple option, it's like, okay, well, we, we've seen it before. We know how this works. So now we just played a team Saturday that likes to play a high press. Now we go into a team Wednesday night that likes to play a high press. Do you think that works in our favor um, with, with, with tactically going into this game, trying to come out with a result? Leo G, I want to be optimistic as much as I can, but I'm just I'm, – I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. It's like this team is like Jekyll and Hyde. Like one half – we're a different team. The next half, we're a different team. It's like we thrive, and for some reason, on being behind, and then on the second half or in stoppage time, it just clicked. So I don't think anything tactically is going to differ as far as the mindset of this team. I just think this team still is in, in, a, in a funk as far as identity is concerned. And uh, you and I talked yesterday about the defense and how we've been just giving up goals that look like just lazy defense. Someone just absolutely just falls asleep and get caught slipping. And I think that's the thing that we got to work on as a team in order for us not to be giving up those goals. Because usually when you take the lead in an MLS game, usually you come out on top. And I just think that's what would happen to us. We've always felt falling behind and we can't catch up. So now it's just the opposite where we are getting goals first and still falling behind. I don't like that. Yeah. Obviously, there are a couple of things. Since the inception of this team, this has been always been a front-foot attacking team. I love Atlanta United because they, they're a fast-paced team. They like to attack. Of course, we've been through several managers in the short time that we've been in existence. But I think one of the key things is we like, you know, we like to play attacking football. Um, all the managers that we've had have, have let these guys, you know, play a free-flowing game. But there have been some chinks in the armor, some flaws, even going back to the Tata days, where the biggest thing for me, Derrico, you know I cringe and you know I hate it. Set pieces, defending set pieces is my biggest thing. I, man, defending set pieces, we gave up a set piece goal against Cincinnati. That has been one of our biggest things that just makes me, just irks me. And then we can't capitalize off set pieces as well. Um, we don't score a lot of goals off set pieces. Uh, I don't know if it's just because of personnel or whatever the case may be, but we have just not been able to capitalize off of a lot of set pieces. Um, 
Also defensively, like you said, Barry Cole, going into the game, you know, we score a goal and it's almost like, okay, we scored this goal, we're up one goal, we're whatever the case may be. And we've had other teams score goals within less than five minutes of us scoring and equalize or even take the lead, which is crazy. I don't know if this is something that, you know, tactically, you know, Gonzalo Pineda has to look at and say, hey, we need to stop these breakdowns after we score. Like, we scored, we're moving on. We need to stop these other teams from scoring again. But I think, you know, we talk about sports, man, and you start to talk about the psychology of it. Other teams understand that, hey, this is something that they do, and this is something that we can exploit and attack. I think good coaches understand that and know that. And I think players understand and know that as well. Like, hey, these guys score, they relax, their guard is down. Let's see if we can catch them, you know, off guard. And that's been something that has bothered this team for a while. And this season, it has happened quite a bit. We've taken the lead. We took the lead against Cincinnati, went to sleep, and I want to say within 15 minutes or so, they had equalized. So that's something that we're going to have to, you know, put a Band-Aid on and stop the bleeding when it comes to giving up, conceding goals right after we score, man. Amen. That's what you want? Hallelujah. Yes, sir. I agree. All that. Yes. I mean, there's nothing else to say about that, Leo. I mean, you you, you broke that down. You broke that down perfectly, and it's been a a dragging issue. And I just hope that one day come. We shall overcome. In the words of the the set piece syndrome. Yes. Oh, God, yes. I want to see a score on set pieces, and I want to see us defend well on set pieces. All right. Uh, Banks is back. It looks like Banks is back. We're going to continue to move through this and get hopefully get over to the other side of our next uh, topic. But, Derrico, since you and I have gotten this, and we'll bring Banks in, of course, in the next segment, um, two things I want to talk about before we move on. Joseph Martinez. Um, Joseph Martinez – you know, for whatever reason, after that injury in 2019, was it 2019? We've been in a time warp, man. I think it was. I think it was in 2019 to 20. I'm sorry, the beginning of 2020 is when he tore his ACLs. Beginning of 2020, up in Nashville. Um, ever since, and shout out Joseph Martinez cool. before I talk about it really yeah. quick, man. He's about to be a, a father. Shout out to him, proud baby boy on the way, very very soon. Uh, we'll drink to that, man. But you know, yeah. shout out Joseph, man. Shout out our boy Joseph. But before we move on to the next uh, two things, before I want to move on uh, to the next segment of the show, Derrico. Joseph Martinez. He has been the linchpin of this team, the face of this franchise since the inception. He has come in. He has been that person that has literally put the culture of Atlanta on his back, the city of Atlanta on his back, you know, the MLS championship is attributed to him and what he has done. I mean, I've been living in the city for a long time, and I've been watching professional sports in the city for a long time, man. And I got to say that when it comes to players coming to the city and putting teams on his back, you got to put him up there very, very high. He loves this city. He loves the supporters. He loves the fans. But – there's been a disconnect here lately. I don't know if it's because of the injury. I don't know if it's because of the style of play. But we we just haven't seen the Joseph that we've used that we're used to seeing. And it and it all seems like this has happened post that 
ACL injury. And of course, you know, Joseph is relatively young, but in sports age, he is long in the tooth. I want to say Joseph is around 27, 28 years old. He's been around for a while. But and Banks, I'll get to you in just a minute. But Derrico, where are we with Joseph Martinez right now? And is I don't know, is this kind of attributed because he, he hasn't been starting, he's been coming in, you know, in the second half, been spent, you know, it's it's a lot. What does this say about Atlanta United and where we are with Joseph right now moving forward, man? You you was freezing on me, so I, I think I heard what you said. You want to know where we are as far as with Joseph. <sighs> That's a significant injury, man, when you tell your ACL. Joseph is not a big dude, number one. So, And just coming off that, sometimes it's mental. Sometimes it's just your physical just hadn't caught up with the rehab. And it also could be the fact that, hey, they feel like they're trying to get us set up for no more Joseph. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's maybe that's part of it. I mean, he'll start, like you said, he'll start sometimes and he won't. He'll start sometimes and he won't. Is it low management like NBA? Who's to say? Nobody can say that but the people in the front office and Pineda and his athletic staff. I mean – at this point, I just think we just need to say, hey, we're going to roll with what we got and let him roll off in these last nine games and let him start. He's the king. Build a statue. That's how I feel about it. Absolutely, man. I feel the same way, man. Joseph has meant a lot to Atlanta sports. Um, for those that don't follow soccer, man, um, there's no question and no doubt in my mind we all have been watching Atlanta sports for quite some time and banks as I pass it over to you. Like this has been a, a guy who has been just has come into his own in this city. He's played uh, in some clubs around the world, but he made his home and he, like I said, literally put a championship on his back with his team. Banks, I know you had something that you wanted to say. I don't know if it was me glitching up or freezing up or whatever the case may be. What did you want to say about Joseph Martinez? Um, I was going to say something really sad. I was like, well, maybe because, you know, he missed Miggy, you know, and well, hell, I miss Miggy. Um, and it's like, I, I, I know it's no excuse because he has played decent and, and well even after Miggy left. But it's like, you know, once you don't have that role dog with you, that, that one that you came into to war with, if if you will, it's just different, you know, and – I don't want to make that an excuse for Joseph, you know, you know, of course he had the significant injury, you know, but I just feel like without his role dog, it's just like, it's a piece of him that left. So maybe I'm grabbing. Can, some you, you, here. can I say something? You actually said some banks, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a twist. I'm going to say currently it would be Gressel as opposed to Miggy that he probably would have missed more because Gressel was slinging that thing, crossing it over to Joseph and Joseph and him had some type of chemistry together where that thing would get right there on Joseph's foot and it goes in the back of the net. 
Well, I mean, guys, what you're saying is true. I mean, we know there's a turnover in professional sports, especially here in the MLS. Shout out to my man, Miguel uh, Almiron, who actually went over to, uh, to Newcastle. And we'll talk about Newcastle here in just a second for a moment. But, yeah, man, chemistry has a lot to do with it. Missing Julian Gressel, who was a great winger and, and could really get some good crosses in. But, I mean, we still have guys like Brooks Lennon who can get crosses in. And, and can do some things, but the chemistry is just not there. I know there have been a lot of injuries this season, um, but we have a lot of top-tier talent on this team, guys. I mean, we take for granted that, you know, we have some some talent here. I mean, yeah, of course, 2018, you know, when we won the MLS Championship, you talk about the Tito Vijablas, the Miguel Almarones, you talk about the uh, Gonzalo Perez's, the Michael Parkers. Yeah, those guys are gone. Those guys are gone but we still have top tier talent. When I look at this team, when I look at Diego Armado, when I look at uh, Matthias Joseto, I'm hoping I pronounce his name right. When I look at your boy, uh, uh, Derrico Aruzu, <laughs> when I'm looking at these guys, man, they are very, very talented, man. And I still think that there's a lot of fire left in this team. Um, at this point, my expectation and my look at this team is let the chips fall where they're made. Um, we get the results that we can. And at the end of the season, if we make that line, we make that line. We move forward and we try to do what we can into the playoffs because we do have enough talent with this squad in order to, 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 to do something in the playoffs. And I think this is a playoff team. It's just trying to find the cohesiveness and, and trying to find the chemistry to get it there. We've seen it in spurts. I know injuries happen. This, this team has just been bitten by the injury bug just hard this year. I mean, we lost – two of the best pieces of our defense. You know, we lost our, 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 our focal point on our defense in Brad Design. Shortly thereafter, we lose Miles Robinson, and it was just an uphill battle from there. We lost, um, I want to say, uh, we brought in a guy, uh, Alonzo, if I'm not mistaken, from Seattle, who we thought was going to be a very, very uh, great piece um, for this team. We lost him to injury. Uh, Goodman was out for a significant amount of time. George Campbell we just lost. Um, for a significant uh, amount of time here. for He's out for the next couple of weeks. So we've been fighting an uphill battle, man. Um, as far as Joseph is concerned, my opinion is that, you know, I, I feel like, you know, one of the things is we talked about that Gutman scored Derrico. Joseph with this is, you know, he passed it over to Gutman. He got the ball in. Maybe we're seeing Joseph's role change now. Maybe we'll see him going from that dominant striker to maybe the facilitator. I'm not for sure. I'm not for sure how it all ends up and falls into play as we move forward. But I do know, and I will say this much, and I stand by this and I stick by my guns, is that Atlanta United has talent. We have talent. We're able to compete. If we can get everything together, the chemistry, the cohesiveness, if we get into the playoffs, I think that this team – can can be a threat. They can still maybe make some noise. I'm not saying that. I mean, yeah, the LAF, the LAFCs of the world have run away with the supporter shield. The west side of this of this table is just crazy. You know, I'm not I'm not saying it's it's MLS run, but I'm saying that this team has enough talent to make the playoffs, and after that, make let the chips fall where they may. I don't think this team is bad. It's just we've had some bad breaks, and we just need some chemistry and some cohesion. So I'm looking forward for these last several games. Banks has already confirmed he'll be there on the 28th against D.C. 
Got a game coming up against the Red Bulls on Wednesday. That's going to be very, very important because it's a home game. So we got to get some results, and we'll let the chips fall where they may, fellas. I'm looking forward to it, man, going down the stretch, man. This is what it's about, man, that stretch of professional sports that we like to see. Who who wants it the most? And that's what it's going to be. Who it, Does Atlanta United want it? Banks, you think they want it? You think they're going to rise to the occasion? I mean, of course they want it. I mean, they're a professional team. I'm sure all the teams want it. But it's just do they have the mental stability coming from, you know, all the the bad luck and the, and the injuries and to overcome? I mean, that's that's up to them, you know. And it's it ain't up to the fans. It ain't up to the, the league. Them, if they want it, go get it. But I mean, it's it's this is all about what they want. Go get it, go get it. So before we move on, um, I want to give a shout out to our president, man, that was with us since 2014, since the inception of this team. Derek Eels is now moving on, moving back to England, going back to Newcastle. He's going over to Newcastle United to to be a part of that uh, organization in that capacity that he was here. Um, he was a people's president. He was a fan's president. Um, all of us have a story or interaction with Darren Eels, man. This dude was everywhere. When I tell you he was everywhere, he was everywhere with this club. Uh, somewhat like Joseph Derrico in a way that he embraced this city and he embraced this culture here. I mean, this guy literally, you know, uh, did what he could as far as like bringing players in and making sure, you know, you know, this team, this this city got a championship. And and not only that, he was out there visible to the fans. I mean, as a as a SG, as a member of an SG, shout out to Footy Mob. This dude was almost at every tailgate, man. He would come by, see how we were doing. And he no matter who you were, shake a hand, talk soccer, talk whatever you wanted to talk. This guy was a very personable person, man. Will be will will be missed. Um so, you know, one of my stories with Darren Eels, and I'll pass it over to you guys to, 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 to give your take on, on, on us losing Darren. I met Darren uh, in 20, I want to say 2018, before uh, the first, uh, the, before the MLS season kicked off. I want to say 2017, before it kicked off. I met him, didn't even actually know who he was initially when I first met him. And then I would continue to see this guy all the time. Banks, you know, you and I, we, we kind of joke, we, we would see this guy at Falcons games, just walking around Mercedes-Benz, like, you know, and a lot of people that didn't know who he was, you know, he could just walk freely, and then we would go up and was like, man, Darren, what's going on? What you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just here enjoying the Falcons game. He embraced the city, and he embraced his culture, and he knew, we would tell him all the time, you know, how, how important it was for this team to be successful. He knew it. He spoke of it all the time. When we first came here, I had a conversation with him, about a five-minute conversation about people telling him how this city wasn't a sports city. But when he got here, he said, you know what? I can't buy into that because I see how passionate all these fans are and how all these people are in this city. And he worked, you know, tirelessly to bring three three trophies, three, four trophies to this city, man. So he'll be greatly missed, man. Darren Eels, I'm going to give it to you, Derrico, first. You know, how is this losing Darren Eels, man, over to uh, Newcastle United? Hey, Darren was, like you said, a people's president, the people's champ. I mean, I've been in Atlanta sports a long time, and I can tell you the other presidents don't get down like that. They may act like they do, but they don't. Um, Darren was a very, very present president. You know what I'm saying? 
And to see him, the last tailgate, knowing that he was celebrating his birthday and leaving, we had champagne, glitter bombs, and cake in the face. Cake I can the guarantee. Everything. I can guarantee you, there are some people in this city who will not sit there and take cake in the face from the supporters or the fans before and, a match and, and, like, or a game. Absolutely, shots for the but shots before the game, man. He just in there, man. He was he was a real dude, man. Love by the people, man. Um. Just a real dude, man. Every time he saw my son, man, take a picture. How you doing? What's up, man? A really personable person, man. I think that I, when we talk about professional sports and we talk about this, I think that's how you want all of your front office people to be, man. That, that inviting, that cool. I mean, he will, but he was serious on the front of making sure this city got a championship, and he brought us that. Banks, I'm gonna kick it over to you, man, about Darren Eels and what he meant to this city, man, and how he's gonna be great. Just looking back on it for me, my greatest memory is when we was at the celebration for the championship and he came up there and quoted one of the greatest quotes in our um, Atlanta hip hop, um, Andre Three Stacks, where he said, the South got something to say. That's all I got to say in his English asset. And when I heard him say that, you know, I was... I was like, wow, okay. But I knew then he took on this city and he took on it head first. Much respect to you, Darren Eels. I really, really appreciate what you've done for the city, what you've done for this team, what you've done for the culture. You know, it it you know, when people who actually watch soccer, even that came to that parade for the first time, didn't know anything about soccer heard that man say that and they were like what is he talking about well wait where he where he learned that from i said dude this guy's different this ain't what you think he's just from england just to be from england and and trying to learn everything this man he pay attention and he he embraced it i probably out of all the sports in this city i mean i mean maybe i'm being biased here but he is probably the one that took on that responsibility about the culture more than anybody else in all other three sports so Kudos to you, Mr. Eels. Hey, man, shout out to my man, Darren. Man, we can take a shot to that, man. Fellas, take a shot. My man, Darren. It would be greatly missed. What the hell are you doing, Derrick? I don't know. <laughs> are you lagging or something? Take a shot of that fancy drink you got over there. No. I've been trying I've been trying to take a shot for this man's birthday, and you want to take a shot for somebody else? See, I'm mad about that. I'm upset. I'm disappointed in you. I'm going to talk about well, you later. But, Derrick, just take Brother? Take the shot, man, and let's move on, man. Guys, being difficult, you diva. Look. <laughs> All right, so look, y'all been pushing me into it, man. We about to get into it now, man. And before we get into it, so I got to set this all up. I got to set this all up, and I got to be the man that I am because we're we going to get into it. We're going to get into this proper, and we're going to make sure this is going to be a good segment. So first and foremost, Atlanta Falcons, we back. Preseason, baby. Detroit Lions just just passed this last Friday, man. So, of course, we all communicate. We talk with one another um, as we usually do. Um, so, yeah, uh, Falcons end up winning this game 27 to 23. Start off the chat, me personally, I go, I go after Banks. I go after the juggler. Um, immediately as this game goes on. And I do that, and I purposely went after the juggler 
uh, with Banks because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to test to see where he was, you know, 15, 20 minutes into the game. I go after him and was like, okay, well, let's let's see where we are with this team and what's going on. I said, let's pass it over to, you know, negative the negative man and see where he is. And he came, he came right back at me, chest high, like, what? Okay, we're not doing this wherever, you know. So, yeah, it, there was a little banter going back and forth in the, in the group chat, you know, between me and Banks. Because I really wanted to test his gangster this year. You know what I'm saying? I really wanted to see that he had a stomach to see where we were going to go with this team. And I did. And look, Derek sitting over there laughing. He caught some crossfire in the group chat because of it. But I did it purposely. And I'm mad enough to say I did it purposely because I wanted to see where his heart is at. <laughs> Derek what you got to say about it? I'm just going to sit back and watch y'all too. I had to take a muscle relaxer just then because y'all y'all just y'all own one. Y'all y'all don't understand the banter that was going back and forth yesterday. That's why we acting like this because we knew what was going on. And but man, hey, I, and like I say, I'm mad enough to say I purposely did it because I wanted to see where everybody's heart was at. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, and, and let's be wrong, the past is the past. So let's leave that in the past as we move forward and talk about this game and talk about what happened on Friday. The past is the past, but I wanted to make sure that everybody had the stomach moving forward into this season about, you know, with, with about what we're about to see and what we're about to partake in, man, with these amount of Falcons. So like I said, 27-23 Falcons end up winning. A lot of positive notes, a lot of not-so-positive notes. We'll get into it here in just a second. So, Banks, I'm coming at you first because, like I said, I came at you in the group chat, man, a little sideways, and I know you were trying to figure out where they came from. So now I'm coming to you. Um, 27-23, initial takes on what you saw. Um, and we'll dig a little deeper into it as, as, as the show progresses here. But initial takes as to what you saw um with this team and what you think moving forward this team has well initial takes <clears throat> excuse me i didn't want to you know cover a whole lot of spots i want you to have that floor for yourself but for the initial thing that i saw i mean i saw a different offense per se um mariota um for the little that we saw him he did you know move the ball touchdown by himself kudos um and Ritter um I I, I don't want to get into it because I know you want to you want to lead that you want to point guard that but Ritter showed me a lot and for the for the most part going forward I think they can only get better because that was just off the dome for him he's just playing unscripted football let me see what I can do and he went out there and he did it man good good for you Ritter yeah uh, yeah, it did well. I, I will say that for the most part. Um, preseason wins have not come very easy around these parts. And we took a W. I take W's anywhere I can get them. Preseason, 707 parking lot at the Piggly Wiggly. I take a W however I can get it. We took a W. Banks? I just I, I want to ask you, um, since you said that, do you believe – or do you feel, and this could be for you too, Derrico, do you feel or believe that a win in preseason can carry over to the regular season or is just just preseason? Who cares? Man, you know? absolutely, no, absolutely. You gotta establish a you gotta establish a winning culture somewhere, right? You know, a lot of people want to say, well, preseason don't matter, preseason don't matter. You know, 
BS, man. You got to establish a winning culture somewhere, man. The reason preseason games are played is for you to go out there, showcase your talent, and start to establish a mindset of going out and winning. Now, yes, there are a lot of things that you don't do in the preseason, but I think that winning the preseason game goes a long way in establishing a culture of what we want to do and what we're trying to establish. That's just my opinion. That's my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. You know what I'm saying? That's my opinion. So, like I told you, I, I don't – like I said, win, a win is a win is a win for me. Preseason win, and especially in the fashion that we did it, we'll talk about that here in just a moment because we hadn't seen too many of those kind of wins here with this organization in a while. We'll talk about that here in just a second. But like I said, I, like I said, I'll take a 7-on-7 win in the public's parking lot here up the street, you know, all day, considering where we, ha- where we are as an organization. Derrick, I'll pass it over to you. First takes, first hot takes with this team – this past Friday night. So you don't want me to respond to Mr. Banks? You can do whatever you need to do. You can respond okay. to Banks right. and then give me your hot takes of what you saw on Friday. So I'm in the minds. I'm a competitor. You know, I'm a, I'm a competitor. Not just because I was an athlete, but I'm just a competitor at heart. So anything that I'm competing in, I want to win. I don't care what it is. I mean, it can be, it can be, at the carnival throwing rings on a bottle. I don't care. I want to win. It can be me out there running with my granddaughter, even though she's smaller than me. Guess what? I want to do. I want to beat her to the fence, just because teaching her and me that competition. I know everybody don't like competition, but we live in a a participation trophy type world now. Where that is something that is accepted. Watch Everybody yourself. get a certificate. Everybody get a ribbon. Everybody get a, a trophy. Everybody get a, a medal. Everybody get a ribbon. Hey man, you know what I'm saying? Hey, look, I'm trying I'm just to saying. from getting I want you to get no, 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 I'm just saying. Ahead, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying what it is. If the Falcons are playing, I want them to win. If the Falcons have not been winning, and they win, I don't care if it's preseason, the bye week, playoffs, whatever, especially when we haven't been winning. Does preseason change the outcome of the regular season? Who's to say? But I can tell you this. Arthur Smith said, based on last year, what he did in preseason that didn't work when he didn't start the starters, he changed his mind about the philosophy of preseason. So I would say that, yes, it does matter how you perform in preseason, and it spills over into the regular season. Good good points there, Derrico. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Arthur Smith. Um, You'll be a fool if you don't think that Arthur Smith didn't want to win that game. Um, I think it was more of – like you said, philosophy change, uh, the, the locker room language. When that dude caught that ball to take the lead in the fourth quarter, the whole team went to the end zone to celebrate with him. Really? A preseason game? But it was, it was so – I understand that. But it was so – that that little thing like that goes a long way when you like, you know what? A guy in that pile that was celebrating might not even make the team, but he was so happy for him to the fact that it's a winning mindset now. Go on to this next, this next team in New York and see if it carries over. You know what? 
it doesn't matter if you go three and no in preseason. I understand that. But if you take that three and no mindset, knowing that you know what, we can win games, win, lose, a draw in that first week one against the Saints, man, it's gonna be competitive. You, you play know, to win. <clears throat> I, I I appreciate that. And what Arthur Smith said that before the preseason even started, he said, you know what? That whole approach I did last year, going into that Philadelphia Eagles, we got blasted 32 to 6, guys. You we didn't like win. we belonged out there. And it was like, what were you doing? And it's like the whole preseason was the setup. Good for Arthur Smith for noticing that, though. But, yeah, so, um, Derek Cole, you said a mouthful there. So check, so check this out. And Banks never gives me any props or whatever. Um, anyway, <laughs> like I said, we're going to move on. And I'm going to say this much. We, you play to win, and it's like this here. This is where this is <laughs> you play you play to win and this is and this is what you do and this is how you you, you form that man. Um Derrico, we talked about this a little bit on, on yesterday, man. It starts here. One of the things that over the last several years this team has done is find ways to lose. And from a psychology standpoint, we talk about sports, you always look at teams and see how they react at, to adversity. One of the things this Atlanta Falcons team could not do well is respond to adversity, okay? One of the things important banks in winning preseason games is changing the mindset. Like you just said, Banks, we were down, okay? Let's see how we can respond, okay? And I think Arthur Blank, I mean, I'm sorry, well, Arthur Blank probably had a say-so in it too, but I think Arthur Smith has issued that as well to this team is to respond in the face of adversity. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole and talk about how much adversity this team has faced and has failed because we've been able not to rise to the challenge, no pun intended. But looking at that one preseason game, meaningless or whatever the case, be that as it may, it's a change in what you guys both said and what Arthur Smith wants to do. It's changed the mindset. Because one of the things about sports is, man, up here has a lot to do with how you perform. So. If you can get all these guys to buy into, hey, you know what? We're down 14 points. We're down seven points, but we're not out of it. We can still fight and claw our way back. And part of that was watching Desmond Ritter, our our draft pick at quarterback, do that. And, and one of the things that showed me this is what Arthur Smith wants to do, guys, and I don't know if you even saw it, was, hey, that was fourth and nine or fourth and ten. He said, you know what? This is all or bust. Let's make a play. And it was fourth and nine, and Desmond Ritter rose to the occasion. He rolled out. He, he, he saw some things and said, you know what? Let me give somebody a chance to, to, to do this. And somebody rose to the occasion, and we were able to take the lead. So I think that's what we have to see moving forward. And I got to give a lot of kudos to Arthur Smith in trying to do this up here with this team. Starting with the preseason, like you said, Derrico, that mindset continues to move forward, and it's the whole "I think I can" attitude and philosophy, man. When you start to to to, to believe it, man, you go out there and say, "Hey, you know what? We're down fourteen, but we still in this. We're down twenty-one, but we're still in this." And and not, like I said, not to bring up the past a lot, but that was a problem with this team not being able to handle adversity and not being able to suit up and say we're tough enough to handle this. So shout out to Arthur Smith for that. Banks, I know you wanted to chime in on it. Um, just wanted you said something about Desmond Ritter um on that pass on fourth and nine. Um, 
I think I told you guys while we was um, texting each other during the game, um, it was a big, maybe not a big moment, but I think it was a moment for him that he needed. Uh, as a rookie coming in as his first first play in the NFL, and he did that on fourth and nine. Now, Arthur Smith did say he wanted to create situations for this kid. That was a situation if I ever seen one. Fourth and nine, game's on the line. What do you do, kid? He went out there, he scrambled, and he threw the ball up to the guy. He felt like he can go get it, and he went and got it and won the game. Actually, it didn't win the game, but the defense really held their own on that last drive. Kudos to them. I know you won't talk about that later. But I think, you know, it goes a long way. The little things, the little things for, you know, you you have to crawl before you walk with this kid. Don't push him along. Don't try to make him the next who uh, 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 Russell Wilson. Let him grit to be great on him. It's going to take some time. And like I said, that was a good start right there. Absolutely, absolutely. A couple of things I want to talk about, man. Um, before I pass it over to you guys, we talk about a couple of key points in this game. Um, I, I, I like to go to social media sometimes and 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 look at what some of the fans like to say. I know Derek Cole, you not as much to see what they like to say because you know they everybody's got an opinion and like you know what everybody has one. I want to I want to I love counterpoint. I want to counterpoint what somebody said today. Um, PFF grades came out. I don't know if you guys care about or look at the PFF grades uh, when they come out for games. They do they grade out everybody offensively and defensively. So one of the things that came out from uh, from an offensive standpoint, Jake Matthews I graded out very <laughs> so Jake Matthews graded out very, very well um on this on this past preseason game. So there was a point there was one thing is that, that is that the only one? I'm a mute you. Is that the only person? Can I finish? Let me finish. So Jake Matthews graded out very, very well in this game. And there was a Twitter troll that had a problem with that. They went on, they they went as far as to say almost in their mind that Jake Matthews needed to be cut for for one play. All right. I want to say this to for to a lot of fans. That's what we are with fans, especially those that have these crazy expectations. Let me tell you something. There are people in the Hall of Fame right now that have had bad plays. Okay, so get off your high horse and, and stop thinking that for some reason somebody can't have a bad play. It happens to everybody. Derek, oh, you just talked about being a competitor. If you've been competing long enough, somebody going to get your number every once in a while. Ain't nobody out here perfect. So I do want to say that, man. So some of y'all fans to be on your high horse about, oh, he missed the tackle or he missed the whiff or he did this and that and the third. Get off your high horse, man, and stop. Stop being so critical of these guys. Now, if consistent, if this thing is consistent, then okay, I get it. But get off your high horse, man, and stop this this whole we got to be perfect. Because I'm gonna tell you straight up, man. They're like I said, they're Hall of Famers with gold jackets and busts and can't right now that have had bad plays. So let's stop that. Let's stop that. Those evaluations. So you tri- Twitter trolls can stop all that. I just had to get that off my chest. So. Talk about a couple of key points as we wrap this thing up here. Banks, you alluded to one of them um, that we want to talk about, and I'm gonna give, it, I'm gonna bring it back over to you, Derek, because I know you're itching to say something about what I just said. Um, the situation that Desmond Riddle was put in was very, very critical. Banks, you, you can't script that. You can't script that. Um, Desmond Riddle being put in a situation critical. You know, what I'm saying a two minute drill situation where he had to put his, you know, put his team in a position to win. Um, that is very, very key in the in the development of young players, man. Um, 
we saw this guy do this, handle this very, very well situationally. And we knew we knew that he had the skill set to do this. I mean, this guy, you know, one of the winningest college football uh, uh, quarterbacks there is. You know what I'm saying? Very, very uh, uh, high at Cincinnati. I mean, this guy uh, played, you know, some very, very high-profile games. So we knew that mentally he was going to have the ability to do that, man. And like you just said, Banks, how do you feel now after watching Desmond Ritter take a lot of snaps in this first preseason game about mentally how he's able to do things on the big stage? Because I listened to the press conference afterwards, and they talked about that play, and he broke down that play as if he saw everything in front of him. Front of him, he kept his composure. He knew where his first his first read was. He said that it was a fade. It got jammed. He said he just needed to get out and make sure somebody made a play. He came back across and said, let me put this up. Had the arms. So, ladies and gentlemen, this, this young man had the arm strength and the wherewithal to move out of the pocket and make a play. I know that's a lot of people been crying about that for the last several years, but that's what Desmond Ritter was able to do. Banks, how refreshing was that to see uh, somebody in a Falcons uniform do? You know, looking at that play, um, the way he broke it down in the press conference, impressive, very impressive. This man throughout, not just that play, Leo, if you watched the game, and I rewatched it about two times, and this man, not only when he was out the pocket, he was still scanning the field. He wasn't locked in on one person, you know. He he I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not here to talk about our last quarterback, but when he took the ball, he looked left, he looked right, and still running on his feet. Now, I do have some questions about his footwork, one the way he released the ball, his feet is all over the place. I'm sure that'll be corrected soon, you know, as he gets in his career. But just this is his first game in the NFL, guys. His first game. And he's dissecting everything and taking it all in. The speed of the game and everything. Now, yes, it is preseason, but it's a different feel from college. Okay. Let's get let's make that clear. This man went out there and he decided, I know what I gotta do with this ball. Now, throughout that game, when the moment he came in after Mariota. How many drop balls did he have? If he would have had remotely half of those balls that was dropped, his stat line would have been incredible. His stat line wasn't bad now, even even with the with the win. But after you you take away half of those drops, those were impressive numbers. I mean, holy cow! This man is a rookie, his first game as an NFL quarterback, and he's he's dissecting and 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 taking it all in and he's learning that's the main important thing as a quarterback as a young kid he is he's taking it all in i can't wait to see this kid go forward from from here on out that's what's up that's what's up man loving it loving it Derek. um want you to to you know expand on what banks just said about desmond ritter and actually talk about moving forward how you feel Arthur Smith in this offense. Cause I mean, we saw Mary, like, like Banks said, we saw Mariota come out, look comfortable, felt decent, you know, right down the, you know, right down the field score, you know, after, after um, Detroit scored, Mariota went down, looked very comfortable in my opinion, but Desmond Ritter in this offense, just for a second, man, expand on what Banks just said with Ritter and, and what do you, what are you seeing out of this offense with Arthur Smith? Well, 
I'm going to piggyback on some of y'all things y'all already said. The biggest thing about Ritter, he's the third winniest quarterback in NCAA history. Why does that stat matter? Because if you have a winner, you got a winning attitude, you got a winning mentality. I'm going to go back to something else you said earlier, Leo. The psychology. Shout out to all my psychology majors out there. It matters. You know what I'm saying? It absolutely matters. If you've been ingrained and you know how to win, you will find a way to win. I don't care if it's a back foot throw, heave up to a free agent rookie at the goal line with two or three minutes left in the game, you're going to find a way to win. And that's that permeates throughout the locker room. Like you said, when Damn it, the whole team came out there to celebrate in preseason. It triggers something in you that, hey, one, we can depend on this guy if it comes down to crunch time. Two, the guy's a winner. We already know that. Three, he can lead us down when we're down. And and and, and forever, ever, 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 people always talking about comeback wins. That's a comeback win. That's number one for Ritter, even though it's preseason. You got to start somewhere. So now he can do it, build confidence on top of confidence on top of confidence. Absolutely, absolutely, man. I I, I couldn't agree with you more, man. I, I am very, very impressed with this kid, man. And I'm look forward, I look forward to see um what he can do moving along, man. Falcons did a lot of good things offensively here. They were able to run the ball pretty well, which is which was something that I was I was shocked and surprised about. Um you know, given the fact that we've kind of been anemic when it comes to the run. Uh, a couple of running back. I mean, we had, like, a running back by committee philosophy, which is a good thing to have in that running back room. Uh, Quadra Allison, uh, Tyler Algier, uh, another kid out of Ball State. I'm not for sure of his name right now. I know we didn't get really Cordero Patterson out there that Huntley. much. He didn't really need Huntley. to be out there. Huntley. Huntley. Huntley out of Ball State. Thank you, Banks, for uh, giving me his name. And we didn't really see a lot out of Cordero Patterson, but I'm pretty sure he'll be the, the Swiss Army knife that he was last year coming out of the backfield, man. So I'm glad to see them establishing the run and being physical. Um, one of the things is about running the football at any level of the game is that, man, hey, people don't like defending the run as much as, you know, it's pretty to defend the pass, but, man, when you get out there and start running the ball, when you get a running back like Quadrant Olsen that's, you know, 220, 230 pounds, start running that ball good, man, getting four or five yards of carry banks, um, I'm going to tell you something, man. You know, I played against some good running backs, you know, back in high school, man. You know, Jamal, Jamal I played against Jamal Lewis. Let me tell you something. When 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 guys like that start running downhill, and I'm pretty sure Derrick O can piggyback me on this, it's not fun. To, it's not fun. It's not fun to tackle those guys. When you can establish, and, and, and coming from an offensive lineman's perspective, because I did play offensive line, when you can run the ball on people, man, you can start having your way with folk, man, it makes things a lot easier, man. So I'm glad that they were at, uh, even though it's preseason, that that's going to be a focal point. Maybe they can start to get this run game back into place, take a little bit of pressure off of, uh, you know, our situation when it comes to to passing the ball. Because we do have some deficiencies. Fortunately, unfortunately, fellas, I want to talk about everything, but just for, for the sake of time, we got to kind of move on. But yeah. Um, we got a couple of things that we do have to work on. And one of the things that we do have to work on, and I'm going to get you guys' take on it before we kind of close this thing out, is the defense. Um, the defense was not as impressive as what we saw out of the offense, at least initially. 
we saw Detroit go down the field. Like you said, Banks have their way score a touchdown on the first drive. Uh, we've had we've been anemic with this defense for quite some time. Um, obviously, we've seen turns with the offense and what Arthur Smith is trying to do. DP's a very, very senior coach in this league, as he's alluded to several times, has over a half a century in, in football. So he's prided himself on coming in, trying to get the culture changed. And going back to what you said, Derek Cole, all the way around, you can see these guys trying to change the culture of this team and the philosophy of this team um, into, into being winners and in, in the, in the uh, psychological aspect of it. But initially the defense didn't look as well as we wanted them to look. They had some very, very bright points. Uh, had a turnover, a couple of turnovers in this game. One of the turnovers did end up giving us the go-ahead touchdown. I want to, I want to say, um, in the fourth quarter, we had an interception that was a very, very great play made on on one of the guys coming out. Uh, Banks, I'm gonna give it over to you first here. I know you, you, you're, you're, you're very, very particular about certain things that you want to see when it comes to to this team. And so I'm gonna ask you the question. I'm gonna just come out and ask you: um, Did you see? anything that you like out of this defense or do you still think that this defense needs a lot of work no leo i've seen spots in that defense that i liked a lot um ak-47 ever katie I, I liked his motor i liked the way he he was fighting for to get to that backfield um i was hard for me to kind of focus in on other players on the on the um defensive line um i haven't got a chance to even even zero in on malone i think he played the, the second half i believe um i keep re-watching the game guys um don't judge me i, I watched the game so much but um I, I want to focus in on different players on the defense especially um the secondary um i can't judge them because Leo said before, um, it's nothing scripted. It's nothing game planned. So it's kind of hard to say this is what they're going to do. You know, so especially if you have blitz packages, you got different game packages for different games for different quarterbacks. So you throw all that stuff out the window. So I'm looking at the, the way they play in the Detroit game, and it was, oh, my gosh, it was atrocious. But I give them a bit of the doubt secondary especially because they seemed like they was in the right and wrong spot constantly wrong spot safety wrong spot corners wrong spot and it, it was like you know what let's just take a chill pill right quick but what i saw for the defensive line it was an improvement so i think going forward is improvement is good if you show me progression we like we're, we're working we're cooking with gas here so yeah, I'm gonna start with AK-47, and I'm just gonna um, turn it back over to you, Mr. Leo. What did you see in that defense that you like? Yeah, man, I saw a lot of improvement. I saw a lot, you know, I saw a lot to 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 build on. Um, you know, like I said, it is preseason, but you know, I, I saw, like you said, I saw everybody moving. I saw everybody flying around. Once again, I go back to the mental aspect of the game, man. These guys are trying to prove themselves. This is a Falcons team that we haven't seen for a long time. A bunch of guys on this team trying to prove themselves. Listen, we know now that we're about to open up another window and trying to compete uh, for a championship. And this is the base. This is going to be the foundation of what we do moving forward, right? 
So everybody that's on this team right now, we got a lot of guys on, on one-year deals. We got a lot of rookies. We got a lot of undrafted free agents. Hey, if you want to make your make your name for yourself, do it now because, you know, next year we free up some money. We're going to move forward. We're going to really, really make a push. So I like what I'm seeing, man, as far as everybody going out there and giving what they have and giving their all. Talent, I know banks you want to talk about talent a lot of times. Hey, if you just don't have talent, you just don't have talent. But let me tell you something, man. If you don't have talent, at least go out there and work your ass off. Go out there and work. Put it on film and work and work and work. Because sometimes, man, and Derek and we talked about this on the previous podcast, man, hard work sometimes will beat out talent. You know what I'm saying? Guys that are talented sometimes take for granted their talent, and guys that are hard workers can beat them out every once in a while. So that was one of the, the biggest things I saw from the defense was them going out there working, like he said, with Epicati. You know what I'm saying? I think initially he kind of messed up on a couple of plays, not containing the edge. What did he do? He came out there the next couple of series, and he made sure he was whipping his guy around. He made sure he held up to contain the edge so nobody wouldn't get outside of him to take the play back into the linebackers. So those are the things that you want to see out of the defense. You know, yeah, they may have not held, you know, held the team crossing the 50 and shut them down to three points. But you want to see guys going out there, giving an effort, pushing, moving forward, man, and, and building on that. Derek, I'm going to give you this to talk about the defense, and then we're going to kind of close this thing out, man. I got three things on a rapid fire that I want to do before we close this thing. Until we get a bona fide book in pass rush, I'm not going to really spend a whole lot of time on the defense. I already <clears throat> alluded to y'all what I saw as far as what we need. Um, we st- we got two young defense ends. We got Grady Jarrett in the middle. We got another young guy in the middle. But our linebacking core is going to be our Achilles heel of the defense right now. They can't cover in the flats. They can't stuff the run. And that's the majority of what you need to do in the NFL. Stop and run and cover the backs or the tight ends in the out the backfield or in the flats. I appreciated the defense considering that we have no pass rush. You you can't ask cornerback safeties to cover guys forever. You just can't. Without a decent or half-ass pass rush at the at the least. So with that being said, until those two things are 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 done, we're just gonna be struggling to get off the field because again, we high percentage on third down conversion. Hey, well, I want to say like this said, right quick. Hold on, Leo. Hold on, Leo. If you could have had the Kobe Dean, we, 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 we on time, Banks. Court, so only only a couple of I understand. Days, I'm just letting you know, but this is what you wanted. This is you didn't draft him, and now you got Troy Anderson. Now live with it. Okay, hey, they're gonna have to live with it, man. Um, like you said, all these things are some things to build on. Like I said, uh, key points, Derrico, addressing the pass rush and addressing some of the things that we actually need to 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 address. But I think it's something that we can build on. Like you said, Banks, um, Ebiketti, some of the guys' motors. I think they're. You know, they're young. They're going to find ways to do what they need to do to try to try to get out of the pocket. And, and going back to the fact that what we discussed earlier, Banks, was, you know, you don't really scheme in preseason. You want to see talent. You want to see man-on-man beat people. You do want to see people get back there, get a good pass rush in, get a good push. But, you know, moving forward, like I said, hopefully we'll start to see some of those things materialize. But I think all of us can agree 
positive showing with the Falcons in this first preseason game. Uh, a little refreshing to 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 see, um, you know, the 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 thing changing a a move, um, and I guess you could say a changing in the guard. You know, uh, everything is fresh now. Everything is new. You know, uh, the person that was here for the long the longest ten year person is no longer here. Everybody here is fresh. Braves are back on three nothing. Spencer Stride out that pitcher in the um top of the third right now, guys. So we're going to bring it to a close. I'm going to do some rapid fire really quickly as we close this thing up. And I don't want you guys to think about this. I'm going to ask you guys these questions. And I want you guys to give me the answer off the top of your head. There's no thinking involved. Once you get the question, you give me the answer. And I know it's going to be kind of unfair um, because somebody's going to get up here and they're going to think about it once I give the first person the question. So I'm actually going to flip a coin really quickly to see who actually is going to go first. Uh, with these rapid fire questions and I'm gonna try to do it in a way to where I don't give the other person a lot of time to think about this here So let me Let me flip this damn coin over here. All right Banks, I'm gonna get you to call it heads and tails. I'm gonna flip it What heads. you got? Heads. All right, heads is actually tail. So guess what? <laughs> Derrico you choose you want to go first or second? Second All right, you go second. All right, Banks you go first with these rapid fire you're on mute. I'm back up. <laughs> I give my take on them before we close this thing out. All right, Banks, you ready for these rapid fire questions? Banks, are you ready for the rapid fire questions? Yeah, just... I am. Um, let's go. Am I am I glitching up or something again? No, freezing I, up. I, I had, you I, had okay. some, I had some extra audio in my ear. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, here we go. Atlanta United, do they make the playoffs? Yes or no? No. Atlanta Braves, do they catch the New York Mets to win the NL East this year? Yes. Atlanta Falcons, do they make a serious push for the wild card? No. Derrico, giving over to you. Atlanta United, do they make the playoffs? No. I don't hear you. I don't hear you. I didn't you you glitching. I don't I don't hear anything. Okay, well, I'm probably glitching out a little bit. Derrico heard. I'm, I moved on to Derrico now for these last three questions and the these last three questions, Banks. Last three questions, Derrico. I know you heard me. Here we go. Um, Atlanta United, do they make the playoffs? Yes or no, Derrico? No. Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Braves, do they catch the New York Mets to win the NL East this year? No. Atlanta Falcons, uh, do they make a serious push to be a wild card contender in the NFL? Ain't you double hockey stick? No. <laughs> so a unanimous no across the board from Banks and Derrico. I'm going to say Banks Atlanta said yes. United, Banks said yes Atlanta for United. the Braves. For the Braves. You said yes for the Braves. Okay, yes for the yeah. Braves. Okay. I'm going to say uh I'm gonna say yes, Atlanta United somehow finds a way to get a couple of results and makes staggers their way into the playoffs. Uh no, uh the Atlanta Braves are not gonna catch the Mets. And they're gonna actually have to settle for this wild card, man, and push hard as hell to get it done and down the stretch here in the in the end of the season. And uh no, I don't think the Atlanta Falcons are good enough right now to make a push for the wild card. Uh even though I think they're gonna get better and I think they're gonna surprise us, but I don't think right now um they're good enough to make a wild card spot with this with with, with what we what we've seen. Um, just a sample portion of what we've seen. I don't know. It could get better. We'll, we'll come back and revisit this a little later and see how we feel about it, fellas. All right. It's been another edition of the Leo G Show. That was Rapid Fire Banks. I hope you're back with me. You can hear me. Am I glitching again? Or do you no, got I can me? hear you. I can hear you. 
right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so Banks, we start with you first, man. Let everybody know how they can get with you. Let everybody know um, how they can contact you and tell everybody how you uh, how how fun, how much fun you had in Vegas. Well, so far in um, Vegas, it was a blast. I did my thing on the on the strip. Um, you know how I do it. I turn up and forget about it. Um, wanted to give a special shout out to Ryan Howard for the Atlanta Dream. Um, yes, the Dream didn't make the playoffs, but I hope that you will make the Rookie of the Year because you had a phenomenal season. You've been Rookie of the Month for I think more than three times uh, in your career so far. Um, you can find me on Antoine Jarrell Banks on Facebook or Baby Banks eighty on Twitter or the Gram. There it is, Jericho. Pass it over to you, man. Let everybody know where they can get you at. Let everybody know where they can. How they can find you, man. They want to come fight with you on Twitter or whatever. Y'all can find me right over here at my workstation. That's where I'll be most of the time. Now, you can catch me on the Twitter at VSU96SDD. You can catch me on IG at Derrico underscore Virgo. And the Facebook, you can catch me on Stacy D Derrico. And that's what's up. That's what's up. You can always find the Leo G show on Twitter. That's at the Leo G show. The number one at the Leo G show. The number one. I think I, I've been so removed from Twitter. It's not even funny, but yeah, you can always catch us over there. Of course you can catch us on our Facebook page and uh, hit us up over there. Also, so you, it, can you means you need to, you need the assistant then, right? Oh, well, well, since so, so, so polite this is. I know you got a bunch of resumes that you just because I mean apparently you hired somebody so I know you got a bunch of resumes just sitting over there dust them off and send them over my way and then I can see if I can get somebody to help us out how about that crickets Crickies. <laughs> <laughs> dust them up dust them resumes off man I need some help around here man for real we need a producer to help out with the show too so if you got some resumes and say they got that on Tell, tell them tell them to holler at us on that one. Anyway, hit us up on Twitter. You know, hit us up the Leo G Show number one uh, over there on Twitter. Hit us up uh, on Facebook. Also, you can hit me up on my personal Twitter account. It's at Southern Set with two T's. Um, also, man, shout out to Banks and his newly found uh, TikTok account. Uh, he didn't want to give that out, but I guarantee you, it's uh, it's, it's gold. It's very very uh, entertaining and very very. Uh, comical so maybe on the next episode he'll uh step out there and let you know <laughs> give you guys a tiktok account man but love it you've been learning them dances i see how you do on the tiktok over there on dancing bank that's what's up uh derrico is also going to be giving out recipes on the next episode um his mixed drink recipes i think derrico is on tiktok mixing um drinks so um if you want to <laughs> see what derrico has going on i see that big bar back there you know, Cosmopolitan and Espresso Martinis. Um, he's been working on his drink recipe book. Y'all see that big bar he has back there. Cosmopolitan, Skinny Teenies. He's a lot of uh, uh, mixing that he <laughs> he's going to uh, be, be be dropping here in the next uh, in the next minute. So that's what's up. <laughs> that's what's up. This has been another edition of the Leo G Show. We're gonna come back. Hopefully, we have a lot of positive stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff going on, man. So we'll see y'all on the next go round. All right.